and welcome back to Broken Record Ministries. I'm Mike. Ronnie's here. Hello. Brother Carl is here. Keep talking to me, Mike. <laughs> Brother Bob is here. How's it going? So today's uh, Bible verse is going to be Hebrews 12, verse 26 and 27. Ronnie, you want to read that for us? Sure. This is from the ESV version. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised. Yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Right. So today's topic is shaking things up. Obviously, we started off with me being the narrator, if you will. Thanks for putting me on the spot, Ronnie. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, so really, I think I want to go into the how things have been shaken up in, in our lives with our walk with Christ. I think that that's important. Um, and I don't want to say good and bad, because... Obviously, I think that once you start following Christ, all things are good, right. as long as you're doing them for the right reasons. But at the same time, sometimes when we start out, we're not all in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're like, wait a minute. Uh, or we think we're all in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you think you're all in until there's something that's put up in your you know in your in your path, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, I got to go past this, and until he shakes you. <laughs> yes, absolutely, shakes you to the core. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, like if it was fresh, if you're fresh in your walk or years in, like those shaken moments happen no matter where you're at in your journey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That is true. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> well, I love the context of that verse, too, because it starts off saying that there's already been a major shaking. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, oh, good, we're past it. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to level out now. All yep. still waters from here on out. And he says, guess what? A worse shaking's coming. Yeah. It's right. going to terrify you. That's, it's why, gonna shake that's why I everything. included 27. Is mm-hmm. I was like, that first one's kind of almost like the feel good. And then 27 is like... What this means is something's already happened, but it's coming, you know, so very, very true. And we've been talking about it for months now here about we know something's coming, Mm -hmm. you know, because we can feel it and we can tell by the way that the devil's attacking. And um, I know uh, by the spiritual shaking, we're already seeing that, yeah, yeah, it's leading to something else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For me, and I'll go back to why I pointed out no matter how far in your walk the shaking happens, right? So at the very beginning of my journey, of my actually walking with and then not believing, not just believing in, but actually practicing and trying to follow, Mm -hmm. right? Um, A lot of stuff that was old hat to me became almost, I think the kids used the word cringe, now for me right so like like you guys Mike and Carl have said like cussing mm-hmm. right even though I do it frequent not as frequently now and like it, if I do I feel so bad when I do it but like the F word I used 
just like you guys have explained what you used. It was a pronoun, it was a yeah. verb, it was a, you know, a regular noun, it was an adjective, whatever. But then there was that change, and even if I heard it, I would like it was like nails on a chalkboard to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, skip past to like four years, five years in at this point, my wife and I went to an event this past weekend, and in one of the sections was like a nightclub thing, uh, room, right? And just that atmosphere and all the, all the people, all the things doing it, like, I didn't, it just came over me and like, I didn't want to be in there. Mm-hmm. Like, out of all the photo ops that we did, right, that I joked about, mm-hmm. that we took as all of them. Right. Like, that was the only one that I didn't take with her because I just had to get out. Mm-hmm. And I had to talk to her about it later. Like, it wasn't that I didn't want to be there and that I was un- that I was uncomfortable being with you in there. It was just that... The temp- I felt the overbearance of the temptation, even if the temptation wasn't in my face. Mm-hmm. It was just being in that familiar atmosphere yeah. all over again, which is something I thought I was over a long time ago. Right. And not saying I would have. Right. No, 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 absolutely. Like, if there was other options to go back and... Like, you guys know me. I was like, hey, I'm just going to go look for cheeseburgers now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't want to be in this room. I'm going to go look yeah. for the cheeseburgers. Yep. Well, I take it as, uh, you know, you being in that atmosphere, that was God's way of shaking you up again, being like, hey, you know, you know where you've been. Now you know where you're at. Mm-hmm. And when you went back in, of course, Satan... Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, I'll just tempt him with this, you know? Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, I'm just going to make him feel uncomfortable and he's going to leave. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was God's one way. That was God's way of taking you out of that temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 like, that wasn't, the temptation part wasn't the whole feeling of it, right? Right. And then, and then on, because I love playing devil's advocate, even though I'm not playing it this episode. But uh, for <laughs> me, for me, I felt bad also while I was hunting down that cheeseburger because I was like, yes, we're at this event, but what if it was somebody who needed me to go into that situation to help them out, right? Like, obviously I wouldn't go alone just like I wasn't there alone, right. but like... Well, I think situationally, you need to be able to look at it. The eject button. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, I think there's a difference between knowing somebody needs you in there, and and again, you're you're in an environment where you hardly know anybody. Well, I wasn't talking about there. Yeah, but you you know what I'm saying. But I mean, I think I think that's the situational of it is different. Is whereas if you know somebody needs help in a place like that, then you know who to surround yourself with. to where it's not the same. Right. Yeah. You know, because in, if you look at it, all of the temptations that were right there were like the the wide open best scenario for the devil to get back with you. Right. I mean, yeah. open, probably far more people doing it than not. Mm-hmm. 
free. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, just like like basically he piling it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that even to make you feel that way is is just remarkable to see what the you know the Holy Ghost has done in you and the Spirit. Oh, I think you're 100 percent right about situationally being different too. Because when you're in there to help somebody, you're like mission focused. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So the temptation isn't going to have as much effect on you when you're just there. You're comfortable, and when you're comfortable, the walls are down, mm-hmm. and it's it's you're much more prone to give in to a temptation than when you're when you're there for a mission. You're there to help somebody, and once once your mission's complete, you're out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a totally yeah. different. It's a totally different scenario. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. But you, brother Bob. I got some stuff. (laughs) I guess. I guess. Yeah. No. uh, I mean, of course, God shook me, shook me pretty hard right out the gate. And then, you know, of course, he's been shaking the whole. I mean, he's. I'll get. I'll get off track and he'll shake me back up and put back on track like here the last few months uh he's been shaking me up about prayer life my prayer life just it sucks i'm just gonna say it you know it's not what it used to be um i think i've allowed i think i've allowed some of the old me to come back for some reason don't know why uh so much as Probably in the last couple of weeks, I've actually been thinking about just cutting ties on everything. Um, I can't shake it. I can't get rid of it. I've prayed about it, and it just—it's uh, just there. I mean, it's like a—it's like a big weight that's been put on my shoulders that I just can't kick. Like a heavy cloud. Yeah, yeah. like a heavy cloud, and I feel that too. To be honest. And it just, you know, and I know it's coming from the enemy, but man, it just, uh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to kick. I don't know, you know, I've been praying about it. See, We're just going to have to see where it goes. I mean, you know, it's definitely shaking me up. I just, you know, I just got to figure out what direction he wants me to rock and roll with it. That's the problem. Right. You know, um, but I don't know, maybe talking about it tonight will help, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Well, I definitely know it'll add more prayers for you. Absolutely, that I do know, you know, and, and it's still hard for me to just reach out. I just I just don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, that's just who I am. I mean, that's the way I'm wired. I don't, I don't like to bother people with my problems. Well, that's, well, that's four of four people around the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but, you know, I just, you know, I just... I gotta, I gotta, I gotta allow him to take me through the storm, and I know this, mm-hmm. you know, and I know he's gonna get me through it. I just don't know how long it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part, you yeah. know. Uh, I'm just, you know, I just keep telling myself, you just gotta keep, keep going, keep walking, don't stop, because if you stop, then you sink, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's that's a lot of people's problems. They they stop and when they stop they sink in the mud once you get in the mud I don't know if you guys has ever been frog hunting or any kind of thing when you got them big waders on you know you get them things stuck in the mud about a foot and a half you're stuck <laughs> they're there 
So, and that, you know, here lately, I mean, that's, that's where I feel like I'm at. I'm trudging through this mud and I just can't get out of it. And I don't know why. And you're tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Tired of fighting it, tired of messing with it, but yet I know I can't give up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the wired part in me. I just, I don't give up. I'm like a rabid little pit bull. Mm-hmm. Just keep on chomping, you know. But and I know he's shaking me up. I just and I know it's over my prayer life because my prayer, like I say, my prayer life's been terrible. It really has. Uh, I've been reading the Word, of course. You know, mm-hmm. I study the Word, but I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm in an even playing field right now. I don't feel like I'm growing much anymore. Mm-hmm. So. That's where I'm at right now with me being shook up. I know, and I know, you know, I don't know. Maybe you need to shake me a little harder. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. I just got to let him work me through it. So if you guys just pray about that. and Absolutely. You know, it just uh, I ain't got another answer for it. And, you know, and I will say, you know, sometimes we get too busy even doing his work. And he does got to shake us up to stop us because mm-hmm. we're getting ahead of him. Right. You know, and, you know, and I know it's all over my prayer life. I really do. I absolutely know that's where it's at. Absolutely know that's where it's at. Um, and may, I don't know. Maybe I got some trust issues there too still. I don't know. And it's sad. I mean, because, you know, I've been walking with him for 23 years and, and now I'm having this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. You know, why? If I can trust him if I can trust him with my salvation, why can't I trust him with the stuff that's everyday life? That's the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But that's where I'm at right now. I mean, just don't give up. If if you're in a spot like I'm in, if you feel like you're if you feel like that you're you're not growing in him, don't give up. Don't stop. Continue on. Find out what the problem is. Allow him to show you what the problem is and then have him help you through it. Out of of so many things that we would need a longer podcast for. um, (laughs) A lot longer. That's one of the things that I truly admire and love about you, Bob, is no matter what it is, no matter who it is, no matter how many times they have treated you poorly talked poorly about you your family even you don't give up don't give up and it's i think that as as christians i think that we so easily do that when it comes to putting our faith in christ unfortunately Um, yeah um but that's it's truly something that i've never seen you do no matter how bad your your day is going, your week's going, your month, your year is going. And it's always been such a big blessing to me and a sense of admiration of one of those, I want to be Bob when I grow up, that type. And I'm, I'm not, I, you know, like when I talked to Carl a few weeks ago, it's not to try and inflate anything or, no. or, or anything like that. It's truly coming from the heart because I don't think that we hear stuff enough. And part of me not saying stuff is a pride issue of, gosh, I want to be there. 
but I don't want to put somebody above me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it put somebody over, if you will, in wrestling yeah. terms, and which is so ignorant. It, I mean, it's so ignorant of me as a as a man and us as men and things like that. You know, it, but in listening to you, it, it hurts my heart to know what you're going through and to not know. And I know that that's how you're wired. It is, and, and everything. And I get that. And I, you know, I know I don't take offense. To the fact that it's like, well, man, I don't know how many times I got to tell you to call. You, right. you know what I mean? I mean I, and I hope you guys don't take offense to that. I, I don't because think it's so. Because it's just hard. I mean, you you all understand because you yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And I think that that's the, that's the hardest that's, part yeah. is knowing that, uh, yeah, it's like, man, why don't you call Bob? Why don't you? No. Why didn't I call two weeks ago when I was struggling? Mm-hmm. Into any one of the people, you know, sitting here yeah, sure. and things like that, and it's like, oh, you know. But I see, think on our side of the table, it, I think it's easier, right? Oh yeah. Like now knowing that that's what you're struggling with, like it's easier for us to reach out to you. Oh yeah, right, right? absolutely, right. And honestly, but, but, I wasn't going to bring this up tonight. I was well, going to yeah. keep it. I'm like, eh. But then, I'm glad you did. Like on this side of the table, it's easy to reach out to you, but mm-hmm. is it easy to reach out? to everybody else when we're doing that? No, let me tell you how bad I am. Like, the past two weeks, I felt like I was being absolutely sifted like wheat, to borrow a biblical phrase, for two weeks. And I, you know, the same way I know why. There's areas in my life that I'd kind of concealed. For me, it's it's selfish ambition. 100%, I thought I had it beat. And that was the problem. I thought I had it beat. And that itself is selfish. I beat this. I, I took care of this. And it took him letting the enemy come in and absolutely sift me, you know, man, in, in ways that I'm not even going to talk about. It was, it was, the last two weeks were rough. I didn't reach out to any of you guys really about it. I talked to you a little bit, but not much. I came in and asked you to pray for one day. Yeah. But I, it, it got, you know, it didn't end that day. And, like, I'm so, I'm so stubborn about reaching out. It took a friend I barely know from Africa to call me and be like, hey, man, I don't know why, but I think I need to pray with you. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know anything about it. Right. It took somebody from across the on the other side of the planet to get stirred by the spirit to call me and say, "Hey, I need to pray with you." And that was when there was, you know, I, you know, I had a you know turnaround that day, but I could have just got together with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people I could have reached out to and didn't. Yeah, and that's kind of a that's that's a that's a little bit of a rebuke to me, too. You know, but I think we also need to remember. You know, sounds like you know sifting and shaking often overlap. You know, the, the enemy wants to sift us. The Father allows it to shake us. And the whole reason that we're shaking on an individual level is to remove what's not good, mm-hmm. right? To remove what's keeping us from walking more steady with him. Why do you think he, the enemy wanted to sift Peter? It's because he knew he was a threat. Right. He knew what plans the Most High had for Peter, and that's why he wanted to sift him. We need to remember that when we're going through this sifting. It's not because, it's not because we lack worth. You know what I mean? And it's, right. not be, it's not because, you know, we've done... We do do things wrong, but it's not because we're wrong as a person. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you made that comment about, well, I've been doing this for so long. Why is this an issue now? I think it's a timing thing. I really do. I, you know, I, I keep in contact with a lot of believers all over the place geographically. And the vast majority are, exper- are, are experiencing and expressing the same thing, that they're experiencing spiritual sifting like they've never experienced in their lives mm-hmm. all at the same time. There's a reason for that, right? It's, it's, it's a timing thing. 
I think the enemy wants to sift the people of right. God, and the, and the Most High is allowing it because there's things that need to be shaken out. Mm-hmm. And it's very uncomfortable, but it's just got to be done. Yeah. I'm reminded of, I'm going to read this. It's when, when we read the verse, this one came to mind because we're really talking about individually. Mm-hmm. Hebrews, Hebrews 12 there is talking individually too, but it's also talking about a future major shaking. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, a tribulation shaking that's going to hit the world before, before Jesus returns. But Corinthians, he really gets very individual about it. And Corinthians talks a lot about the temple, how we're the temple. Both letters to the Corinthians, I think you could kind of define as him explaining what it means that we're the temple of, the, yes. of God. And he brought me to Ezekiel 43 this week. And in that chapter, he's talking about the rededication, the future rededication of the temple. But I believe what he's really talking about, that he's using the temple as a metaphor for us. The temple is always a metaphor for us housing the presence of, of God, right? And there's a line in there where he talks about how he's rededicating it, how he's, how he's consecrating the altar back. And he says that the law for the temple in the NLT, it says, is absolute holiness. And what he's talking about there is everything that's unclean needs to be shaken out of it mm-hmm. and removed. And that's what he's doing with us. And in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 3, starting in verse 10, he says, According to the grace of God which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which, which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. And I think the reason that he warns us about this, and I think the reason he shakes us, is he is a loving father and he wants to reward us. So he's going to shake the stubble and the hay and the straw away so that he can teach us how to build with precious stones so he can reward us because he desires to. But it's going to take that shaking to get us to build with the right materials. Otherwise, we'll just get comfortable and we'll keep, we'll keep building with stuff that's going to burn away someday. See, there, there's the word. I think, I think I've gotten comfortable in my walk, and I let my guard down. And when I let my guard down, that's when that heavy cloud started coming in. And I, before I even knew it, I was consumed. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Uh, and I just can't shake it. And like I said, of course, like you said, you know, maybe maybe we're getting maybe I'm getting sifted for a reason. I don't know. It just uh, I just gotta be patient and wait. I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know. But and we're I all think, so patient at this table. Yeah, I'm so patient. <laughs> 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 uh, well, and I and I find it. Um, I guess ironic's the only word I can really think of because in thinking about just the things that you do within your week for God's work are things that at least within the last year and a half, two years, I would say three additional things that you have added to further your walk with Christ and to have been those feelings come over you even when you're doing more for Christ I think is just for me even more showing that the enemy's attacking because he, he knows he that attacking. you're you know it's yeah. like, like Carl said because he knows that you know you're important to the kingdom of God mm-hmm. you know um, you know so that's 
in hearing you talk about that, all I could think about was, man, this is, you know, because I know you'd like Monday mornings and Tuesday evenings and, you know, the things. And, and I think that sometimes we get into that. And again, uh, Bob doesn't do it, which, you know, is I want to be like Bob, you know, because it's uh, he doesn't ever say, well, man, I'm doing all these things for you. You know, why? Why is this still coming at me? It's not that. It's the plain clothes wondering, why is this coming in now? But not the, why are you letting... It's not the, why are you forsaking me type of thing, if that makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. um, I still go through that sometimes. Yeah. Like, maybe not out in public, right? Right. But it's like, okay, well, I'm doing... And I just start the list. Oh, yeah. That he already knows because he helped me make it. Mm-hmm. And then you sit there dumbfounded, like, yeah. You know what I always find so funny? I know for me, usually when that hits like that, what you're talking about, Ronnie, is like when just the things of the world go out. Whether it's the car's not running right. Oh, the washer broke. Oh, this and that. You know what I mean? When it's the things of the world as opposed to the things from him. Mm Mm-hmm. When they break or they break down or something, you know, that keeps going. That's when I'm like, wait, why, why is this happening to me? Or, you, you know what I mean? It, it, I find that so odd, I guess, I, is all I could say. Yeah. And, it, and how my mind goes through it. I think the two, there's, to me, I think there's only ever two reasons why he shakes us or lets us be shaken. And it's a, as we already kind of talked about, to shake loose things that aren't good, that he wants us to let go of, but also I think it's to refocus us. I think a lot of times, like you said, we can get, we talked about distractions and we get busy doing things. We can get so focused on helping and building up others that we neglect our relationship with him personally and how he wants to be a father to us too. And he needs to refocus us. You know, I've shared before that analogy of the circle, Mm -hmm. how he wants to, he, he needs to be the center of the circle. And when we get off center on that, um, it can cause trouble. It can bring trouble into our world. There's something we talked about on Digging Deeper today. It'll go up in a couple of weeks, but we talked about Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. And one of the most fascinating aspects of that psalm to me is the central point of the psalm. It's, it's one of the shortest chapters in Scripture. It's not the shortest, but one of. It's exactly 55 words in Hebrew. The central phrase is, it's in that central verse is, though I walk through the valley of death, dark shadows, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. That phrase, thou art with me, is the precise center of that psalm. It's exactly 26 Hebrew words before, exactly 26 after. It's the exact center. You are with me. The central focus of the psalm is no matter what evil is surrounding you, no matter how many enemies are surrounding you, no matter what trouble is surrounding you, if your focus is on the good shepherd that protects and guides you, you, you don't have to fear anything. And I think it comes down to surrender the sheep, you know, sheep are prone to wander. Sheep can't defend themselves. The only defense that sheep has is to bleat and cry out for the shepherd to protect them. And I think that's often what he wants us to let go. Like I said, I thought I had beat my idol in my heart. I thought I had did that. And I can't. I can't beat it. All I can do is cry out to the good shepherd and let him use the rod to defend me and use the staff to guide me. And until you surrender to that, you're going to continue wandering. And it's going to feel like you're being attacked because you're on the outskirts of the flock. Right. Right where the wolves are. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And until, until you get to the center of the flock where he wants you to be, you know, you're going to experience those shakings and, and those siftings. And yeah. it may be that most of us are going to experience that till the day we die because there's always going to be something that needs to shake and loose probably right. for most of us. Right. right. And you're talking something, about Psalm, someone. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 go. He's talking about Psalms 23 there, you know, at the end of that Psalms where he says, I will make a table before your enemies. You know, he's not talking physical enemies. He's talking the spiritual realm. I agree. He's talking about setting you down, allowing you to eat in front of all them bad spirits, all that bad stuff, because you know without a shadow of a doubt he's already led you through that dark shadow place to that point. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and that 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 psalm just, uh, I love that psalm because it speaks volumes. Yeah. And I think that sifting part was the situation that I had. Right? Like, he allowed it to shake to see if I settled back in or if I retreated yeah. like I did. Mm-hmm. No matter what excuse I made to get out of that particular part, right? Like, and I'm not, I don't want, uh, I'm trying to emphasize enough that it's not, it wasn't a, an actual physical bad thing. Right. Right. It was just for me in that moment, it could have been the worst thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, again, I think situationally, it was worst case scenario. But I also think, I mean, I I was like Carl. Right. Like, so at the beginning of my journey, it was we beat this. Yep. And then I got comfortable like we normally do. And then I was, look what I did. Mm-hmm. Now I'm now I'm two and a half years, right. or two years, and whatever, and some months, right? So it was, look what I did. And then he was like, ah, here, yeah. put you in this situation, and then I'll take that shepherd hook and pull you right back out. Mm-hmm. Just a little gentle reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not so gentle. So gentle. Sometimes, yeah. exactly. Sometimes they make gentle yeah. reminders. I'm pretty sure it was a little, <laughs> little jerk there. But I think we need that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and Again, unfortunately. I mean, because we're too stubborn to not. Yeah. You know, I mean... Well, I mean, you guys might not be. Yeah. But I know I'm stubborn. Oh, yeah. So, like... Oh, yeah. Well, and the way our the way our brain works, we tend to remember the more extreme memories. Yeah, you know what I mean. If it, mm-hmm. if he just subtly explained something to us, we're very prone to within a few weeks forget about it. But if if he lets us go through a borderline traumatic spiritual shaking, we're going to remember it. We're going to remember it. We're going to remember the experience. We're going to remember the lesson that came out of it. We're much less prone to forget that way. And it's not because he wants us to go through those things, but it's really the only way he can get it to sink in, Mm -hmm. just based upon our fallen nature. Yep. Absolutely. It's crazy that you say that because there is, like, signs leading up to that throughout the week and the week before, right? Like, dinner. Right, like we ate dinner with a couple, and like it was all around us. Actually, we sat right next to the bar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple, t- and then like before that, then like the the smell of alcohol was just like there. Like you would have thought it was the only smell in the room. Not 
in that room, but in a different room, right? And then it's just like, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, past the easy stuff. So here you go. Yeah. How about that one? You know? Oh, I kind of like being on this side of the table. <laughs> I wouldn't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners have a certain uh, ceiling that they want met, and I don't think I met. <laughs> I, I'm not sure it's a ceiling. It might be a basement. But <laughs> hey, whatever. It's still going to top, right? <laughs> What he's saying is he don't want to be top dog. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't want to be that either. Because that's a whole different shaking. <laughs> yeah. He was a man. Nope. So anybody got any final thoughts and take the needle off the record, if you will? Can I go first? Yeah, absolutely. I always get to go last. Oh. That was, that was Bob, Bob, by the way. <laughs> Um, I have two, actually. Ooh. I have one, and then I actually thought of one while we were here. So. You can't technically have two final thoughts. You have a penultimate thought and a final thought. So okay. let's, let's bring this more highbrow. Let's, let's bring the level back up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You don't really mean that. <laughs> no, I do. Well, I was listening. I just finished the Digging Deeper. I just finished. Chris was trying to parlay his... This is just fine yeah. plot to another one, and somebody I won't mention names. Carl uh, just might have been like, "Well, then it's not a final thought. It's uh, yeah." <laughs> so we got the final thought out of him, but you know, it's, it's a miracle I have friends. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. So I'd like to start with. Is that better? Yeah, it's fine. Backsliding begins with dusty Bibles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that was Charles Spurgeon Mm. that said that. Yeah. For me, I think this whole... We kind of touched on more the bad experiences, maybe. Or not the bad experiences, but that's what we remember. That's what sticks out. Right. But there's also good shaking as well. Oh, yeah. Right? Like... and, and. and at the time, we might not know how to deal with it, right? Like, a couple weeks ago, a month ago, or whatever, Carl and I both kind of felt the same shaking of of calling-wise, like what we needed to do. And I don't, I can't speak for him, but I know it terrified me to no end. And then I was like, nah, you got the wrong guy. Like, what that shaking is? Not it. <laughs> and so, I I do believe that he shakes us for good things too. Like like how you started off the episode, Mike. Like, even though it's the bad things that we remember, but it's also for his good. Mm-hmm. But he also shakes us in rewards as well. Mm-hmm. That's my. All of my final thoughts. <laughs> well, then I'm going to make Carl go last. <laughs> because I'm not following him. I actually, I'm just going to read. Uh, I found some scripture that uh, I need to take to heart. and So don't everybody else. <laughs> it's actually in Psalms 46. It's one, one verses 1 through 3. It says, God is our refuge and strength 
and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surgings. So basically what that's telling us is we got to trust in what God's got for us. We got to trust in where he's taking us, how he's taking us, the storms he's putting us through. We just got to trust that he is there for us. And I'm not just talking to the listeners. I'm talking to me. Mm-hmm. This is for me. That's, you know, that, that, I don't know why he popped that up, but he put it there. So now I got to, now I got to abide by it. <laughs> but yeah, we just got to, basically we just got to focus on him because he is our refuge. He's our strength. We can't do this on our own. We need to take self out of the equation. Self needs to go to the wayside. And because once self comes back in, it brings all the baggage with it every time. Yeah. All the old baggage that was with it before, it tries to drag all that baggage back in. So my thing is, is, is be steadfast on your prayer life. Talk to him every day. That's something I haven't been doing here lately. And just understand that he is there for us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He's there to help us through whatever it is. All we got to do is ask. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with, I think I've said in the last few weeks, you know, I've been really trying to talk to my friends and my family here and on the podcast to express how I feel about them. Um, and I do that for a purpose of when I say I want to be like Bob, Bob's not the only one at this table. I want to be like, I want to be like Carl. I want to be like Ronnie. I want to be like silent Ron. I want to be like coffee. Mike, I can't describe the feeling in my heart and in my soul that I know these men were put in my life by God. And not only do I want everybody that listens, that I come in contact with, to find that, find those people that have that like-mindedness around you, Um, but I hope and pray one day to be that for somebody too. So that's what I'm going to end with. I like how you wink at me. <laughs> that was nice. That made me feel good. Well, you know, after our conversation earlier. <laughs> That's because of uh, his voice. That's yeah, right. uh, yeah, it's real good. It's real good. Came out really good on audio, too. We don't even have to add bass to it in the post-editing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I think since we referenced Psalm 23, I think it's important to remember that that psalm doesn't frame it as if he leads us around the valley of death, dark shadows. He could have. He's the shepherd. He could lead us around it. He doesn't. He leads us through it. And we can trust him and not fear because he is the good shepherd, not because he, he leads us around the frightening valley. It's because he's with us. We need to remember that. Uh, I know... Like we've talked about, shaking is usually, its not usually, it's always to get us to let go of something we're holding on to and we shouldn't. And at some point, we've got to get to a place where we let it go. And one of the things he really hit me with the past week especially is forgiveness. 
like true radical forgiveness. I think too often we use the concept of reconciliation to just give forgiveness lip service. We say we forgive, but then we find excuses to not truly forgive because, well, they haven't done their part to be reconciled to me. Man, imagine if he treated us like that. Imagine. I would have been done a long time ago. Mm-hmm. There's a quote. It's from a missionary named Jim Elliott. And he once wrote in his diary, he is no fool who lets go of what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He became a missionary in South America, I believe, to an unreached tribe, very violent tribe. And him and the, I think, two or three guys he was there with were, were speared to death. They were murdered. He gave up everything for his faith. Like, he didn't just write that. It wasn't just words to him. He lived it and died it. <laughs> he, he, he gave everything to his good shepherd. And he had a wife and a daughter mm-hmm. at the time. And most of us would respond to that with anger and hate. Most of us would say, when they're sorry, I'll forgive them. But they didn't. His wife and daughter went to that same tribe forgave them radically before they were even sorry and continued witnessing to them and converted the ones that murdered them. Mm. Wow. That's the impact of radical forgiveness. Yeah. And we have got to get to the place where we can, we can have that sort of radical forgiveness living in our heart. It only comes through him. It only comes through him. We can't develop that fruit on our own. We've got to surrender to him. And if we would do that, oh, man, yeah, we could and, turn the world upside down. Right, and that was God's way of... Uh showing his life as a testimonial, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, by, by absolutely changing the ones that murdered him. Yeah. Yeah. That's how God honored him, by doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess my final thought is just a question. What are we holding on to that we shouldn't? And what are we willing to let go for him? We need to really seriously ask ourselves those questions and come to a, a good answer. Because I think we're all holding on to things that we shouldn't. Mm. so true you can reach us uh, on our Facebook group if you want to go long form reach us at broken record ministries at gmail.com I believe we still have a Twitter account we do okay I don't ever get on there no okay well you know if you want to uh, hit us up have any questions have any topic ideas anything like that let us know um Brother Bob, will you pray us out? Absolutely. <laughs> Most gracious Heavenly Father, Father, we stand before you. Father, we stand before you broken, humbled. Father, I just, uh, I just pray, Father, that, uh, that we can just uh, absolutely surrender all to you. And Father, just, uh, just allow us to... Uh, just allow us to focus on you this week. Allow us to stay focused on you. And Father, we just we know that uh, that you're going to take us through them storms. We know that you're going to walk us through them. Father, I just uh, I thank you and praise you for for taking me through that storm. Father, I know it's a refinement. I know it's a, I know that there's some some sort of correction in it. And Father, I thank you for that. And Father, I just give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> And we'll see you next time, and we'll... Welcome, Michael's Ministry. Catch on the flip side.